This is the Podcast Trivia Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Dr. Adrian Shaw, number 98, Conclusion. And I'm Brian with Dave, and we wrap up the fall season with reveals, or did we? No, we we really didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, To some extent, it was was good, but it was like, why don't I just watch? Yeah, the... (laughs) The, the gist from the Facebook fans and uh, articles posted reviewing the episode were like, okay, they, they kind of gave us something, but they didn't give it to us in a way that we could believe it. No, it was, which is brilliant in, in its oh, way, of course. but it's like, uh, <laughs> it did exactly what I wanted you to do, and I kind of don't like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And we've been we've been screaming about better writing, and this was to some extent some of the best writing of the thing. What do you want me to say? I'm her father, you know. Right. The, it's the, like, the, yeah. it's brilliant. I just really didn't kind of want to hear that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm tired of the rhetoric. Oh, and still, that, yeah, and still not sure I believe him. So we have the whole sequence of the the the, the torturing under uh, injection of various truth serum stuff and uh kirk just hounding her i mean well to, to get there i mean kirk gets is escapes with liz and red uh trades himself for her once uh kirk was able to verify with his own doctors that she's uh definitely not his daughter the dna doesn't match and you could really see i mean i really liked uh the actor uh, who played Kirk, his acting in this episode, uh, the, when the doctor was telling him and he pulls a gun on him and he really still didn't believe that this could be the case. Uh, he, he wants to believe, yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he spent his whole life believing uh, that she was uh, his daughter and you get a little more explanation of it too from his assistant lady who I guess uh, is gone. Odette. 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 Is that her I name? Her, oh. her name is Odette. Okay. So I watch... Um, I watch everything anymore with with um, subtitles or, or closed caption or whatever. Yeah, and so it, it tells me the name. And he actually called her Odette at one point in here, which I would not have caught. It was it was pretty uh, subtle, except for the fact that I'd already picked it up because I'd seen it written on the screen. Gotcha. I, was, I wrote down Odette. But yeah, um, she even said that you know everything was going fine. You know, we had everything fine, and then all of a sudden you showed up on the news, and ruined everything. Yeah, it made he his whole life purpose change to finding you and reconnecting with you <laughs> does that make her the evil stepmom yeah kind of doesn't <laughs> it <laughs> but then yeah he, he gets right into that position where you know we admit admit it are you the father and he's like you know kept saying what do you want me to say you know it doesn't matter if i am or not and then he just admits it yes i'm liz's father is he really admitting it? No, I don't really, think so. But it was like, this is what you want to hear, so it's what I'm going to tell you. Um, right, even... His thing was, is you're not going to stop till you hear what you want to hear. Right. Whether it's the truth or not, it's it's not what you... You don't want to hear the truth. You just want me to hear me say the words. Whether right. they're true or not is completely irrelevant. That's what he was going toward. And he was right. Doesn't mean that what he said isn't true, but it's what he wanted to hear. Correct. Um, and that's... You get into the whole, you know... I mean, one of the other thoughts from a listener was that was, did Red even believe maybe he wasn't the father until it kind of got to that point? And I'm not so sure of that either, but I, I see the point. It's like, you know, Red, maybe 
Red has this belief of who could, the father could be. I'm not sure, but yeah, given the situation, given the questions that were being asked, I mean, he wanted, uh, Kirk wanted to hear those words from him, so he's like, fine, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, maybe in a little I'll, bit of self-preservation, whatnot, when he was saying that. Well, he was he was buying time. The Correct. whole thing. He knew what he had to do. He was buying time. There was a plan. You and I have said this many times, plans within plans within plans. Yep. Uh, he was prepared for the worst, but he had a plan to do it, and he had to play his part. Uh, you know, we we learned. Yeah, I don't. Know what the plan was from Tom, sort of that it was Tom's plan, I guess. To do what? Well, it was it was by time to get him alone to be able to say whatever it was he had to say. Sure. Um, to to get them to um, you know, get the 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 woman there, Lucille Box, and this CRISPR cure that uh, Adrian. Um, Shaw has that can some genetic therapy that could save Kirk and you know real interesting even to that point at the end it's like uh, Kirk was refute you know what I'd rather die than uh, believe you know believe that I'm not her father and yeah. then you get well we got to inject a mystery into it and you know him saying that there's nothing you could say that'll you know stop me from killing you right now and he's the needles in the neck He's just got to yeah. push the plunger, and I love that moment where Red pulls him and whispers, and I'm like, God damn it. You're that not going um, to tell uh, us anything. Bill Murray lost in translation. Like, we, we yeah. know. Never know. We will probably um, never this, know, and that's this, what's annoying. This is Pulp Fiction, what's in the briefcase. We will never yep. know what was said, what's in that briefcase. Um, right, because of the very ending with Liz asking Kirk, or asking Red, you know, is he is he gone? Is he is he dead? He's like, no, he's just, he's gone. it's gone. It's yeah. over. You know, yeah. whatever he said <laughs> made gone. it go away. Yeah. But I he's like... very, again, he doesn't lie, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he, or he says he doesn't lie to her. Um, never lied to you. Um, so. Well, and then she brings up again the, you know, the death of her father, because now she's gone back to the, the night at the fire where she fired the gun, and she he would have liked to have been here to see this, right? And and Red's kind of response was, he yeah, he definitely would have. Which you know, my immediate follow up goes, oh, well, who is he then? <laughs> but we're gonna let that go for two or three seasons, I'm sure. He was always a faceless, right. Uh, you know, a, a faceless guy. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess now her question now is, okay, oh, well, it's not Kirk. So can you please just tell me who he is? You know, is, is, is you know, would be, I guess, her natural reaction. But, you know, that's not good TV. Well, he he brought up the point of, um, you, you know, Kirk, you were an assignment. I was an assignment. Right. Love that exchange, too. Talking about so, uh, Katerina. Yeah, so does that mean she had a real husband back in, in Russia who mm -hmm. was not an assignment, who was her, you know? Right, she a, was tasked by the KGB to follow Red. She was uh, tasked by the KGB maybe to to marry Kirk. And, and I, I love the exchange when Red is asking for Kirk to tell him about her. Yeah, it was it was him asking for a story. Right. And he got a story. And it, I don't know that we've really seen that type of thing where it was the, you know, it's always red telling the right relevant story, you know. Oh, no. uh, like I said, I think some of the best acting in the series was during their dialogues. 
Uh, I, I really did enjoy the two actors throughout this episode uh, and it's, their dialogues. It always does that. When it gets down to Red and the adversary one-on-one, mm-hmm. the Berlin and the vodka exchange. Very good. Yep. Uh, it was I'm, reminiscent of that. It was like, this This was awesome. But, yep. you know. Um, yep. So we have... Uh, we have no reveals, really, uh, none that we believe, and we've uh, kind of just, you know, hung on that, and we'll come back uh, January fifth. Uh, Mr. Kaplan uh, escapes, and I guess the Leon Rippy character—he really is nobody. What? <laughs> I mean, talk about a letdown. It was. <laughs> I mean, you could have done that entire thing with her going. Yeah, uh, some dude found me in the forest and healed me up, and here I am. Because she's going to show back up. There's no, she has to show back up in the life. Right. She still has enormous respect and love for Red. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't, I don't know that she's going to come back with a vengeance. I don't believe so. I don't I, believe I so. Because she understands. She I mean, knew. I think she understands. Her explanation when she explains to this captor. Uh, why she was shot? You know, she was you know retelling it so that uh, it, more for her own understanding. As well, she she knew the role. She she knew what happened. She knew what she was doing was dangerous, and she you know came to uh, you know survive it. And now that he's you know kind of nursed her back to health, I I did like again their little exchange at the dinner table when she cooked dinner for him. You know, it, it, it was a hey, thank you. You know, I, yeah. I understand what you did, I, and she didn't understand. And and even then, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of get where he's coming from now. It wasn't it wasn't an intention on his part to be cruel. It was self preservation. Right. It, he he's a squatter on public land, is what he put, and he was afraid to let her go uh, because she wouldn't keep his secret. And you know, he just wants to be left alone. Uh, but he ended up deciding that she was safe to let go, and it, rather than her run off, you know, she made him that dinner, and they had their kind of goodbyes, and then she took off, and we see her, you know, get in a truck and drive away. Uh, interesting to add to that is that uh, towards the uh, moment when Red's about to surrender himself, uh, he has his goodbyes with Dembe. He says, "Forgive me, forgive me for Kate." Yeah. Right. Um, cause I think that's the only thing he knows that's the, the real wedge between them because I've had the conversation on that in the church mm-hmm. two, three episodes ago. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Cause Dembe wasn't forgiving himself for stopping red during that. And, uh, red was, he, you, I mean, you can even tell then he really didn't want to do it, but he felt obligated by his own personal code that he had to. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was extremely disappointed in her for doing that. But, uh, you know, again, the reasoning behind it, you know, he, he made that reasoning to himself. Unfortunately, you know, everybody around him believes that was wrong because uh, her her stance, I mean, it parallels this was Odette and Kirk. You know, once Red decided to involve Liz in his life, it put her in danger. And she saw Red change from that. So, you know, kind of very similar parallels. Uh, um, and I can see that, but at the same time, we know this has been Red's plan for decades. Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows who Liz is but Liz. 
Right. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. Dembe, Dembe, Mr. Kaplan, they all know her relevance. Yeah. So at some point, we have to tell her. Um, tell, tell her what? Right. Um, yeah, eventually, yeah. Well, once, once she knows who she is, I mean, because that question's never been answered. Once she knows who she is, the show's over. Uh, you, you don't have much more show once you've come to those conclusions. You know, the mystery of Liz, the mystery of Red, and their connection is what keeps the show going. Once we know her importance, once, you know, Red has told her everything, well, then it's just a weekly crime drama, and it's not as interesting. You know, the, the mystery in the story arc is what keeps us coming back. Right. Let's She's, uh, uh, yeah, I know who she is. Who is she? <laughs> She's <laughs> totally changing TV shows here. Do you watch uh, Daredevil? I don't. <laughs> oh. She's the Black Sun. Anybody, any of our listeners that watch Daredevil will, will kind of go, oh, okay. Oh, I see where you're going. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so we got a couple of interesting things out of Wrestler, actually, this week. Yep. Um, and I was, I, I wrote down, like, all, it was all really close together, like, you owe me one. That's not a wrestler attitude. It's it's really cut. I mean, wrestler's a by the book, due diligence, does his thing. Does it could have been anybody. It could have been Kirk under that bus, and wrestler would have shot whoever it was that was trying to get to him. Sure, you know what I mean? Because that's what he's that's what he does. He's a federal agent. So it was that kind of you owe me one attitude. It's like whoa, not a bad thing. And, it's uncharacteristic. And we know through time, uh, the series wrestlers had his hate for Tom and it's it had gradually come back to a you know yeah. respect out of for Liz to maybe they kind of like each other but they they would probably be very good friends outside there uh, yeah there've been yeah. times where wrestler uh you know has had a gun to his head and wanted to just end it there yeah and but certainly could have we the other thing was is in the post office with the pocket knife and the bullet with the the russian skinhead that was extremely uncharacteristic the torture scene Very with yep. of Navabi. she's like eh whatever she a little bit at the end she's like okay we're done not that it was hurting it was just, we're not going to get anything else and it was almost like you're kind of enjoying this you need to stop <laughs> right yeah the, the her her acknowledgement to him that okay you we're, got you 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 did no you, you did now. good but there's you're not going to get anything more out yeah. of him uh now you're doing it for the thrill of causing pain type thing extremely uncharacteristic correct because he has always still been fairly by the book i don't know if this is a new change we're gonna see or if it's just kind of a one-time thing but it was to some extent there wasn't a whole ton of point to that scene and they've done it before where they've been like they did it with uh, uh rm's girlfriend oh you know we cracked her under pressure we never saw really a whole lot that they did right um you know and uh so they could have said, yeah, you know, he it took us a little while and took a little persuasion, but he he gave up what we needed to know. Unless they're filling up space. So, is this a change in wrestler? And I think it may be. Could be. Uh, could be. He's he's, he's never he been, been the... through an extraordinary amount of trials and tribulations in the last two seasons with how he feels about Navabi, how he feels about Liz, the betrayal of Liz, what you know, yep. Tom. Um, I mean, it's just. Oh yeah, I'm we... actually astounded that he has that they haven't tried to push him back towards the drugs for some type of coping mechanism oh solid point yeah sense yeah it would make sense and i wouldn't have a problem with under it the strain that he falls back into that life mm -hmm. yeah um 
Right. So, I, he had the thing in Cuba that he dif- disagreed with and, and made his own call on that. And yeah, he certainly has been in some positions to do things that would have been uncharacteris- uncharacteristic to the the model uh, agent. And now he's you know kind of going on the verge of bad cop, but like loose cannon bad cop. You know, he's played good cop, bad cop before. But in this sense where he's, you know, going down to doing torture and, you know, when the guy says, hey, I know my rights, he's like, you know, nobody knows this place exists. Nobody knows where you are and you have no rights in this room. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's a side we haven't seen. I think we got a little bit out of uh, Tom, too, maybe to almost foreshadow when we talk about this uh, spinoff show he's going to have. We got to see kind of a lot of him in action today. Look at, uh, a lot of him in action, a lot of the morals he's willing to take. He's willing to be shot at in a public place. The, I mean, so he did the most uncharacteristic thing, and it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I cannot. It's like this is this is not Tom, and I don't understand what the hell he was doing driving a Mercedes. I know. Um, <laughs> it should have been a Mustang. For those of you that Mustang don't, or that, or the Dodge Charger, but definitely the yeah. Mustang. <laughs> it's it's got to be the muscle car, right? I mean, that's the thing. And and somebody's in the the. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Tom in a Mercedes. This it's not right. You I, mean, know? I know he stole it. It was an opportunity, and he had to take it. But this isn't supposed to be a Mercedes commercial. This is a muscle it's, car commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's always been. You know, it's he's done the commercials for the Mustang. Right. So He's always been the kind of that muscle car type of guy, um, and it's kind of an image, and it, it you know whatever. Yeah, a couple uh, moments through his uh, escape too. When after the bomb blows that door, and you know when he just gets his coffee and he's kind of arguing with the cops there. He was he was the wild card to the whole thing that nobody yeah. counted on. But he goes down, he gets up, and the first thing he doesn't do is like I thought he would do is grab a weapon off of one of those downed cops. Yeah. And then, you know, he immediately goes into chase mode uh, and then chases out the door, you know, gets a gun along the way um, when he has that struggle with that one uh, guy. Uh, yeah, the one guy that he's beating the crap out of that suddenly he's beating the crap out of him. That's twice now we've seen that in right. the last couple episodes. Like, how did he get the upper hand? But it, all of a sudden, it's like they flipped over and just took turns. It was like a, yeah, it was like a Rocky movie. Like he was going to be unconscious. Um, and that happened with the the Indian tracker dude in Cuba with Dembe. Yeah. Um, they had the like, upper hand, and then all of a sudden, it's, it flopped. It's, it's gone. It's like, wait a minute. But then he, uh, yeah, he does his car chase thing, and you get to see a lot of that. You get to see the him, like you said, shoot, shooting out in the open. Uh, so he's going to be... You know, we get to maybe see this movie of him in this almost, uh, you know, Jason Bourne type character, and I think that could make for an entertaining show. Uh, and then his whole thing with the lock the keys in the car behind the lady when they were capturing her—you got to see Shut him up. kind yeah. of in his little uh, under uh, back undercover to his, mode his, and his fourth grade teacher type thing there for a minute. So, yeah, yeah, no, but I loved it all. I lo- it's all the stuff about Tom he's, that he's believable. Right, because he uh, he plays such great characters when he when he does these things, uh, even going back to earlier seasons when he you know played the the neo Nazi guy and has played the the Russian operative guy. I mean, he he gets into these roles so well, and it's fun watching this actor do that. And now that we know Tom very well, seeing him do it, I'm actually kind of excited for the spinoff. I think it actually could be interesting because he is one of my favorite characters. I've always liked him. I mean, I would, we kind of always have. You go back to the show. I mean, I always wanted him to not be a bad guy of any sort. I always wanted him just to be the teacher. 
and that he just happens to get thrust into this. And once we found out that he really was involved and he was, he's been a, he's been a good gray character up until recently, honestly, until kind of once the baby was born. Yeah. It, it's, he's mm-hmm. been a really gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't known any. Now it's about Liz and the baby period. Liz and the baby, Liz and the baby, Liz and the baby. Um, which is how spinning him off into his other show. I wonder how connected these shows will be. Uh, because again, he can't just go off and disappear. Uh, I think these shows are going to overlap quite a bit. Maybe not in a sense that we need to pay attention to both to understand what's going on, but I think you're going to have overlap of characters. I, I wonder if it's going to be a, hey, I uh, I got a job at the CIA consulate in Berlin. I'm going to be gone three weeks a month. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dear, whatever you need okay. to do. Uh, I'm going to keep being an FBI agent. You know, that I, we can't understand if she's employed or not still. I don't know. I'm going to be an FBI agent that isn't really an agent, and I'm going to be gone three weeks a month. Uh. <laughs> and then it's going to turn into uh, Spy Kids once the baby grows up. And they'll train well, her to be Spy Kid agent. And <laughs> as long as it doesn't do, if you ever watched uh, Ghost Whisperer, where they literally like jumped five years or, or ten years ahead so that their, their child could be part of the like show character and it's like really that is the tough thing when you have babies and shows is now you got to actually you know with your timeline you got to kind of make the baby age naturally uh even family ties did that they they, they went from baby to uh, a toddler <laughs> they need to do they need to do it so the baby's always a baby like every year <laughs> it's always a baby the baby never ages and the only person that notices is arm <laughs> And Arm's like, what? What is she, What is she, What does your baby have in common with Patrick Stewart? You know, <laughs> exactly. it never ages. You know, and it's like, and like once or twice a season, Arm will say something about it, and that's it. Right. It's and like, it's it's like it's, Paul Rudd never gets older. Yeah, it's it, you know, um, that's like the only major running joke. It's not a comedy show, but that would be enough to draw people for just those episodes where Arm says it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. People would watch just to see if it's the smoking man. You know, it would, <laughs> well, it would turn into that type of thing because it's such a serious show to be that funny. Well, um, that's, yeah. And, and to go back to how we've always, the baby's going to be interesting. Yeah, we should have been writing this. <laughs> no, to, to go back to, to all of our complaints about how time elapses in this show, this baby's going to be kind of a measure for that. Well, I don't know. It's Patrick Stewart, so we just got our Star Trek tie-in, right? So right. time travel's all about it. <laughs> I don't know. We're going off the rails. So, <laughs> well, listeners, are like, okay, stop. Yeah, stop. Move, move along. It wasn't that good an episode. <laughs> so. uh, and I don't know. It was. It was. It was one of those things. Like everything was perfect. It I was, wasn't super thrilled. Uh, it, it was good. It, I liked it, but I wasn't like, "Wow, holy cow!" Like, what was it, two episodes ago that we were like, "Holy smokes, this is this is the best episode we'd had all season." Whatever it was, two episodes ago, yeah. but I can't. Remember. Oh gosh, yeah. And I think the the if it is a reveal at all of you know Red admitting something, it was underwhelming because we didn't expect whatever was going to be said to come out this way, and it feels like, well, you know, he's though he's never lied, he's never lied to Liz. Oh, uh, you know, how how do you trust that? Given the circumstances, you know, he just told him what he wanted to tell him, just like any um, captive would say to their captor. You're just it's self preservation, and you you he only wants to hear one thing, so you're gonna tell him what he wants to hear. 
and 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 that probably is just it. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, but he gets very excited when he sees Agnes. Red, you know, he likes the little that, baby. He's always really liked the idea of the little baby. And did that feel weird at the end? Where she's like, "Oh my God, you're alive!" and comes and gives her a big hug. Gives uh, she comes and gives him a big hug. Like you were ready to skin him alive. Mm-hmm. Like, and you were telling everybody, yeah. "No, I, I really don't. This isn't an act. I don't like him. I just had to go through a little bit of extra for you all to believe it." And like, I don't have anything to do with him. Oh God! Every season, though, we have moment with Liz where she's done with him. I'm done with you. This had is like it. Five this season. I know. And every season, though, we get we get several of these, and it's like, yeah, we need to stop going down that road. She just needs to understand that he's going to tell her what she needs to know in due time, and stop bugging him. Unfortunately, that means us as viewers are going to have to just accept that we'll learn what we need to learn when it's ready to be revealed to us. I'll, I'll learn it when I want to learn it. I have a time machine, too. It's called a DVR to remote control. <laughs> I will figure this out. I will spoil it for myself. So <laughs> now now we get to wait until January 5th. Uh, it's, you know, right now we're in the first, second week of November. And so we wait till January 5th when the show returns. So that that's a long hiatus. I actually thought they'd kind of sneak in a two-parter uh, in December, you know, right after Thanksgiving and then uh, come back. But... You know, we'll wait until after New Year's. We're not going to get the pilot during that time, are we? Do we know? I don't uh, know. I haven't. I, I from what I've seen, it's still in development, so I don't even know if it's finished filming. Um, okay. I, I haven't seen anything on that. And this will come out in uh, January fifth. I, I watched the trailer a little bit. They're talking about some mole. Somebody in the in the post office is helping somebody bad. Didn't know. we have that episode already? I know it feels like, like we've already three had times. That. Yeah. Like, it was Lucy, and then it was Aram's girlfriend. And... Right, so they slammed it up on the screen with like our four leads, you know, like Aram and Cooper and uh, Navabi and Wrestler. One of them is going to be the bad guy, but it was vague in that it was doing it. I don't think it's going to be any of them. Um, and then they kind of teased it with, you know, there was a line with Cooper obviously talking Wrestler. to Navabi. Uh, wrestler. I'm calling it now. You if think it's going to be it's going to be Wrestler. It, like seriously, if it is one of those four, mm-hmm. right? Which one's it going to be? It wouldn't be Arum. The only the only reason I would say Arum, right? Because I'm going to play someone like 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 weight of who it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so wrestler, I think, is the heaviest weight. So he's he's my most likely Arum. Uh, probably uh, wrestler Navabi Cooper Arum and Arum only. Well, no, I'm going to move Arum up currently to number you know Three. weight. Um, so going from, so it's wrestler Cooper. Well, I think Arm. Cooper's least likely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wrestler Navabi. Navabi so, kind of makes you know, sense. She seems to be the one that you would point to because she is the, uh, it, point at her the most. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's that Mossad. She's got, you know, international, she's been a double agent. right. International um, double agent connections and things like that certainly could be, uh, the one that at least the show is going to tease. Wrestler, yeah. I can see it if he, you know, he's he's slipping to the dark side here and with, with what we've been talking that's, about lately. And Aram, if maybe Aram's just been playing us all along. Well, Ar- that's why Aram was so mad about the girlfriend. She almost exposed him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, like, Aram's been playing us all along. Now, all of a sudden, Ar- you know, like when Tom was a nice, cute school teacher turned badass, now all of a sudden Aram turns badass and becomes, you know, blacklister number six. <laughs> arm <laughs> but no 
yeah. You're going to hurt our feelings. He's going to be the one to discover Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Right. You're going to hurt our feelings. So, (laughs) all right. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, fall season of season four. And we're going to be looking forward to the spring launch in January. So, uh, let us know what your thoughts are up until this point and where you think it's going to go moving forward. I have no idea because we don't have a defined bad guy right now. So I, you know, we're going to probably introduce a new, we're certainly going to introduce a new story arc going forward, but I have no idea what it's going to be. Yeah. It's, uh, they've uh, given us nothing to tease what Kirk, that will be. Kirk will come back, um, but I don't know that he'll come back this season. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you said earlier that we will never know what was whispered. Uh, I think it, it might be it might be told to us in passing, as opposed to something that would be blatantly obvious and important to the story. Uh, it just it might just be something fairly irrelevant. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get our we'll, well. I'm sure we'll be identifying the new story arc, you know, in January and uh, early on, so that we can have that to focus on. At least I hope so. Otherwise, we got nothing to talk about. Uh, yeah. So email us your thoughts, uh, blacklist at podcasturbia.com. Uh, you could also go on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, uh, hashtag Tom belongs in a Mustang. Yes. Muscle, <laughs> muscle car Tom. Muscle car, hashtag muscle car Tom. That's yep. it. I like that better. So, all right. So that's going to do it. So uh, for me, Brian, him, Dave, uh, we will see you all next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>